It's time to get geared up with GeekWire's weekly tech and gadget show. Here are your hosts, Todd Bishop and Andrew Edwards. Hey everybody, it's time to get geared up. I'm Todd Bishop from GeekWire.com in Seattle. Andrew Edwards is off this week, but we have a very special episode coming up for you. It is going to be all about electric transportation. GeekWire contributor Tim Ellis is going to be joining us. In fact, he's going to be driving up behind me in just a moment. We're here on the banks of the Ship Canal in Seattle's Fremont neighborhood. You can hear all forms of transportation around us, but one form of transportation that's going to be driving up shortly here is the brand new Chevy Bolt. Tim Ellis has been driving this car. He just got it very recently. Later on in the show, Tim is also an aficionado of electric skateboards, and he's going to be joining us to talk about those. So right now, let's welcome Tim Ellis, GeekWire contributor, who's now getting out of his Chevy Bolt here right behind me. This is a very interesting car. A lot of folks out there may be familiar with the Chevy Volt with a V. This is the Chevy Bolt with a B, and Tim is here to tell us about it. So Tim, what is unique about this car, the Bolt, and how does it differ from the Volt? Uh, well, so this is the all-electric, no gas at all, just batteries, and it's the first actual uh, sort of affordable consumer car that can go over 200 miles on a charge. That's great. So you just got this very recently. It's in limited supply. Tell us about the story of, of how you got this car. Yeah, so I actually uh, was, a, in order to even test drive it a few months back before they showed up, you had to go out of state. Uh, they've been available in California and Oregon for uh, since late last year. Um, my parents live down in the Portland, Vancouver area, so I, when I was down visiting them, I went over to a Portland dealer to get a test drive. Told them up front, you know, I'm not going to probably buy buy from you down here in Oregon, but uh, the salesman that I worked with was actually really, really super helpful, super enthusiastic about the Bolt, and uh, we just really loved the car, and we came back to actually sort of just talk to the dealer up here about it, and they had happened to have somebody back out of one of their first two orders. So we were able to actually customize and get exactly the color and the, all the features that we wanted and received one of the first ones that came from the factory. But amusingly, uh, some of the dealers up here in Washington, since Chevy has been kind of slow to send them from the factory, uh, the dealers up here are actually working with dealers in California to get shipments from dealers in California that haven't been able to sell as many as they've been receiving from the factory. Uh, they're, they're putting them on a truck and then shipping them from one dealer to the other up to here. So there's dealers here in the Seattle area that have bolts on the lot right now, even though they've only received you know one or two from the factory. So we're going to go inside and get a sense for what it's like inside this car. But I was telling the folks on the show that you're actually kind of an electric transportation aficionado. We're going to be talking about your skateboards later on in the show. What intrigues you about electricity as the fuel, if you will, of a new form of transportation? And why why have you gone down this path? Well, I'm sure it's uh, at least partly due to the fact that here in Washington State, where so much of our electricity comes from hydropower, you know, electricity is pretty cheap. You know, it's, it's plentiful, it's cheap, it's, you can fill everything up right at home. That's the other thing, it's the convenience of it, being able to just plug right in at home and get the entire full charge for your, your trips is just, it's just great. I just love the convenience and the, and the low cost. Well, you're listening to Geared Up on GeekWire. Of course, every week we do hands-on reviews of the latest gear and gadgets. I have to say, this is going to be the biggest gadget that we've reviewed yet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. So we're going to go inside next. Uh, Stay tuned for that right around the corner. All right, so we are inside 
the Chevy Bolt EV, as, right. as you explained, yeah. Tim. So give us a little bit, of, let, let's do the startup and see what happens. Yeah, so um, just put on the brake, just power button. As long as you get your key in your pocket or somewhere in the car, it starts right up. You see, I haven't even taken a little protective film off the screen here. <laughs> so it was whisper quiet when you started it. Obviously, yeah. like like many people are used to with hybrids, but as you said, this car is purely electric. There's no there's no gas in this car at That's all. That's right. Yep. Now, what you will notice actually here is as soon as I so if I release the parking brake, we'll see if I don't know if it'll pick up on the mics or not. But when I shift here into drive, so there's actually two modes. So you hear that? There's a little sound. There's yeah. a fan noise, and that's that's actually an artificial noise that's intentionally piped in so for the for, benefit of pedestrians. Well, that's crazy. So for people who aren't seeing this on the video, we should say go to GeekWire and, and look up the video so you can get a sense for what this is. But this is, I'd say, a, a compact to mid-sized car. Yeah, they call it a crossover. I think that might be a little bit of a stretch. Um, but, it, you know, the cabin space is fairly roomy for, for me anyway. I've had some larger friends. The the, the yeah. height is pretty good. Yeah, I'm six three, six yeah. two, six three, and the leg room is perfectly fine. Yeah, this is you, comparable. You're not to... afraid you're going to bump your head or anything no. like that. All right, well let's let's get this thing into drive and see yeah. see what it can do. So we actually have two modes. There's D and L, and I don't actually know what L stands for, but L's the mode that I prefer because it's single pedal. Oh, so okay. you don't actually even have to hit the brake most of the time when you're in L. You just kind of let off the accelerator, and you end up slowing down and then regenerating back into the battery. Okay, which is fun. So you'll notice. little artificial noise cuts out pretty much right at 15 miles an hour I've noticed it's also got this really fun uh, kind of a lot of energy information here on the dashboard that you can flip through it tells you how much since the last charge has been dedicated to driving versus climate settings versus battery conditioning and I honestly I haven't ever seen that go above zero so maybe that's something that comes into play later on down the road as the batteries get older Got it. Battery conditioning. Yeah. So it's this saying, is yeah. This basically. is really fun. It actually scores your driving and your terrain and your climate settings and your outside temperature to come up with this overall score uh, from plus five to minus five of how have you been driving since you charged last time. So your technique looks like it's not quite up to par. It's not great, but it is in the positive, so that's good. <laughs> so you, you know, you get a better technique if you use the L driving mode, if you, you know, don't accelerate super fast from a stop, that kind of thing. What kind of power have you seen so far? Because that is a big question that a lot of people I have. I have not, it does not want for power. Really? So yeah. it's, a, it's it'll, when it'll you punch it? take off and go if you really hit the gas, yeah. I mean, I can turn down here and I can hit it and we, we may have a problem with the video camera sliding around after I, when I really hit the gas, we'll yeah. see here. Let's see. Oh, yeah, see, you it, even still it. say gas. Yeah, exactly. It's like one of those phrases like tape. Wow, yeah, that was pretty strong. And that wasn't even flooring yet. Really? Yeah, no, well, because I'm afraid to on this road. <laughs> wow, yeah. okay. It's it's got, it's got plenty of pickup, and it's even got a sport mode, which I haven't even tried yet, because, well, A, it would probably lower your technique score, and B, I just, I don't feel the need. But it's got this efficiency history. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Now that we're slowing down, show off the little cameras which it's pretty fun it's got this magical 360 degree overhead view where you can even see the, the cracks in the road how does and it your do curbs. that so it has so for people who aren't seeing this you you're literally seeing an overhead shot of the car which must be manufactured somehow yeah simulated yeah. so it's got four cameras one next to the rear license plate one roughly where the front license plate goes and then it's got one underneath each side mirror 
and it's using some amazing software to stitch these images. I'm assuming it's got like fisheye lenses, you know, very wide angle lenses on each of these cameras such that it can it can see all around the whole car and then they use software to stitch it together pretty seamlessly and give you this this really accurate look of exactly where you're at in position to you know the stripes in a parking lot for instance or the curb or your parallel parking it's very useful for parallel parking because you can know exactly where you're positioned relative to the curb and the other cars so it's very useful okay that's great so overall you've had this for this car for how long it's uh, only been a couple of weeks now yeah. so, and are you happy with the purchase so far so far yeah the, uh, there's you know there's a few uh, sort of weird oversights, uh, you might say. The the USB chargers don't seem to put out a ton of juice. Uh, it seems like they kind of skimped on that, which is a little weird. And it doesn't have some of the the fancier, um, you know, modern features like the the self driving modes or those kind of things that you see on like a Tesla. But overall, I mean, the performance is great. The battery life has been great. They they the stated range is 238 miles on a charge. Uh, as you drive, depending on the way you drive, it actually updates that range for you specifically. So the last time I charged up fully, it actually told me my range was gonna be 250 miles. I haven't taken on any long road trips yet. I am gonna probably take it on a 200 or so mile trip here in a few weeks, but we'll see how that goes. If you do that and you stay someplace overnight, what will you do? Uh, well, so I'm gonna be going to my parents' house. Okay. And I'll just be able to charge up there. Yeah. And I noticed too, uh, so it has built-in Wi-Fi. It does. It's well, it's it can actually act as its own Wi-Fi access point, uh, which is pretty fun. And, and then, so did you have to get a data plan for that? Well, so it's yeah. When you buy the car, they give you a free trial, and then if you want, you can you can pay you know ten to thirty dollars a month for an extra data plan that, for your car specifically. It's and I think they only work through AT and T. Okay. And it also has uh, something else that uh, you know we can't we can only see if we're you know looking here, but it's it's uh, fun to describe. So I'm plugging in my phone. With USB cable here, and I'm using an Android phone. Uh, it has compatibility with Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. Uh, it's a, a lot of cars have that these days, but it's a relatively new feature on recent model year cars that you plug in with a with a cable. If for some reason it doesn't work over Bluetooth, um, the the full Android Auto experience, but then the whole screen basically becomes a display for your phone. So you've got I can go over here to audio and I can view my podcasts or I can go to Pandora or Google Play Music or whatever, pretty much you know, any of the audio apps that I have on my phone are gonna have a, a version that runs on this screen. It's got Google Maps built in here, which is also useful because it has you know, your recent searches are built into here and your, your places like your home and your, any other places you've searched on the PC. Dick's drive-in, I spotted there. Yeah, very yeah. important we landmark were, right. for Gab built we were into at, your GPS. Uh, we were, well, we were at Key Arena just a couple days ago, and we yep. ate some lunch, so we jumped over to the Dick's right there in Lower Queen Anne. So I got to ask you, Tim, how much did you spend on this car? <laughs> uh, I pretty much just paid list price. Uh, this is the fully tricked out version, which goes up to about forty-two thousand. Uh, that's before the seven thousand five hundred dollar federal tax credit. And then also in Washington State, the first $32,000 of the sale price is exempt from sales tax. So between federal and state tax incentives, it's about $10,000 off essentially compared to what you would if you were just going and buying another car that was about the same price. Great. Well, that's very cool. So that is our hands-on geared up review of the new Chevy Bolt EV with Tim Ellis. 
We've got a lot to talk about on this episode of Geared Up. Coming up next, we're going to be going hands-on with Tim's electric skateboards. I think you brought three of them. Is that That's right? That's right. Yep. So the car, we're getting out of the car, and now we're going to shift to another mode of transportation. <laughs> That's coming up on Geared Up on GeekWire. All right, welcome back to Geared Up. I'm Todd Bishop from GeekWire.com. Andrew Edwards is off this week, but we're pleased to be joined here outside this week by Tim Ellis, who, as I've been saying, is a GeekWire contributor and also an electric transportation aficionado. We just did the test drive of his new Chevy Bolt EV, and now Tim is going to be showing us three different skateboards that he has that are all powered by electricity. Now, Tim, I know that your history with these skateboards actually goes back a little bit further than your history with the Bolt, which you've only had for a couple of weeks. Let's talk first just about how you got into this and, and how you started using electric skateboards. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I think initially it was a Kickstarter. Uh, there was a, a, a couple of different models of electric skateboard that showed up on Kickstarter way back in, uh, I want to say, probably 2013 maybe, 2014. And uh, the first one that I backed was called the Z-Board. It was made by a couple of uh, engineering graduates uh, down in California. And it's a, I have the version two here, but uh, version one was of the Z-Board was the first one that I backed. And then kind of it was a, uh, just fell down the rabbit hole from there. Nice. Okay, so let's talk about the three boards that you have. And we'll do that in just a second. But first off, like, what's the appeal of the electric skateboard? Now, I have to confess, I am not a skateboarder at all, oh. even like an old-fashioned well, we skateboarder. we got to get you on one of these, oh. <laughs> uh, for sure. With the helmet that you're wearing. We should <laughs> yeah. say that you're... If for people, all of the protective equipment. Yes, yeah. we got knee pads, we got... Uh, Wrist guards. And we've got a helmet on here. Yeah. So what you need is my uh, my helmet that has the Bluetooth connectivity to your phone. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So, but tell us, what is the appeal of this to you? Yeah, well, it's uh, really, it's just a great last-mile transportation solution. So I, I commute by bus. Uh, from Everett to Seattle most days and the electric skateboards are just a great way to be able to pick something up, walk out the house, zip down to the bus stop, get off the bus, downtown Seattle, zip to the office. It just It's a lot more quick and it's a lot more fun. So how do you deal with the sidewalk versus road dilemma because are these are these sidewalk legal or are they road legal how, how do you skate that Not, no pun intended <laughs> yeah that's a good question uh i i'm not sure if officially they're legal on the sidewalk i think they basically fall into the same classification as a segway and i think in seattle you can ride them on the sidewalk as long as you don't go too fast and as long as you're basically being careful around pedestrians i've never been hassled you know i've been riding these kinds of things for gosh you know four or five years now and i've never been hassled by any law enforcement officer you know, as long as you're not be you know speeding down the sidewalk at 20 miles an hour weaving in and out of people I think you're probably gonna be okay all right let's talk about this first board this is the the new wheel uh, the one wheel the one wheel the one wheel plus yeah so this is the one that I've received most recently it's uh, officially it is the newest of the boards so it has its name would imply it has one wheel yep. right in the middle yep. you straddle it essentially what's how much does this one cost tell us a little bit more Gosh, about this board what does this one cost right now I think it's around fourteen hundred dollars uh, or maybe actually maybe closer to sixteen hundred so this is one wheel plus is version two or, or I guess version 1.5 of uh, the product from a company called uh, future motion they're also based down in California uh, v1 which is called the one wheel I also that on Kickstarter, but not like I didn't get I didn't get a one wheel. I just kind of backed their project at a lower level. Um, this is the first one wheel that I've owned, and they made a number of improvements in the one wheel from the one wheel to the one wheel plus. Uh, they changed kind of the shape of the foot pads, but the gist of it is, yeah, it's a giant go kart wheel uh, right in between your two feet, and you get up and you just lean forward and back to to go, and it goes up to 20 miles an hour. It can climb some 
crazy hills. I've taken up basically the steepest hills in downtown Seattle and it just rolls right up. It's amazing. So let's let's see it. Can we check it out in action? Yeah. So All right, so you're just basically using your weight to direct it. And and when does the electricity kick in? How how does it know that that you want to go forward or back? So it's got pressure sensitive pad underneath the grip tape on the front on the front pad. So I the way I stand, uh, sort of a non-goofy foot, just a standard kind of skateboard stance with my left foot forward. The pads under my left foot, there's there's a pressure-sensitive pad under there, and as long as you're putting pressure on both sides of this blue line that's on here, then then it knows that you're sort of standing on the boards. The way you mount it is you put your right foot on, and then you put your left foot on, and once you put pressure on both sides of that pad, it waits for you to get horizontal, and as soon as you get horizontal, that's when the electric motor kicks in. As long as I keep my feet on the pads, the motor is staying active, and you can feel it. You know, as you just lean a little bit, it, it moves a little bit. The, the farther you lean, the faster it goes, up to, like I said, about 20 miles an hour, depending on what mode you put the board in. Uh, this board uh, actually has the ability to connect to an app via Bluetooth on your phone, so you can switch different writing modes, and, you, and it keeps track of things like how many miles have you gone, how much charge is there left on the battery, that kind of thing. This one goes, I want to say, somewhere around five to seven miles on a single charge. So this one's relatively short range, but the charger, the fast charger charges it from zero to full in like 20 minutes. So if you had a commute to the office, you know, if you were riding on this all the way to the office and it was like five miles, you know, near the, the full extent of the range, you could just plug it in at the office and it would charge right up. Great. So the, another one that you have over here is the, which one do you want to grab? Do you want to grab the Z-Board? So this is, this is the Z-Board 2. The, this is the Pearl Edition. There's another one called the, the Blue Edition. It's just a different deck. And then the Pearl Edition has a, a longer range. So the thing that's kind of distinct about the Z-Board versus a lot of the other electric skateboards is there's no remote. Uh, similar to the one wheel, it's powered forward and back based on how you lean. In this case, there's two pressure-sensitive foot pads on the board, one in the front, one in the back. And it's just the harder you lean forward, the faster you go forward. The harder you lean back, the, the, fast, the harder you brake, or it will go in reverse, but slowly. And uh, you know, this, the, now this one's a lot longer than the one board. Yeah, so this is more of a traditional skateboard shape. It has very large wheels, though, uh, 97 millimeter wheels, which is uh, a lot of these electric skateboards have larger wheels, which is really helpful, especially in the Seattle area where the road quality is, uh, let's say, subpar at best. Uh, having really big wheels is especially helpful because it really smooths out a lot of the bumps and stuff like that. Uh, the Z board has a single motor mounted underneath. That powers one of the wheels, so it's a it's a one wheel drive, um, but yeah, and it's a, it's a beautiful board. It, the thing that's distinct about the Z board too, compared to a lot of them, is it has a really good range. It goes about 25 miles on a wow. single charge. Yeah. yeah, you could almost just have an all day excursion with something like this. Yeah, yeah. So this, have, this have you ever nice. taken it on like the Burt Gilman or the Sammamish River Trail or anything like that? Because that is about the length of that loop. I have not taken it on those myself. No, I mostly just do most of what I do is like I said, commuting and then occasional errands to and from. You know, getting takeout, that kind of thing. I love it. We have a much less efficient form of transportation interrupting our shoot here. Yeah. The Schneider National uh, Semi driving by, delivering to some businesses in Fremont. Okay, let's see this one in action. Let's All see right. the Z-Board in action. Oh, the turning radius on this is obviously not comparable to the one wheel, so I'm just going to kind of take it in a straight line here. Okay, good deal. Alright, so Tim's getting his balance. He's obviously pushing forward on that front pad. Oh, and this one's pretty fast. Okay, and then you brake by sort of leaning back. So it's, it seems like it would be all very intuitive, even for somebody who hadn't really ridden a board yet. Yeah, funny you should use the word intuitive because the company that makes the Z-Board is actually called Intuitive oh, you're Motion. Oh, ki you're kidding. That's what they named their company. Intuitive Motion is the name of the company that makes Z-Board. Yeah, yeah they're like, based in California. Yeah, good branding, good branding. Yeah. 
Oh, very cool. So that's the that's the Z-Board Pearl Edition. Um, so how much does this one cost? Uh, yeah, I think this one's a pretty similar price. It's about, uh, I want to say, $1,400 or $1,500. The, the blue edition is a little bit cheaper. Uh, it doesn't have quite as much range. Okay. All right, let's check out the last board that you brought. So this one has its own remote control, it looks like. Yeah, so, so this uh, last one here is called the Mellow Drive. Uh, this is a complete board, although uh, Mellow sells just the deck or just the, the motor unit as well. Oh, so wow. this is really, the Mellow product is really this thing here, which is the, the drive center, the battery, and the control unit with the remote. And their, their kind of thing that makes them distinct from a lot of the other ones is you can mount this on any skateboard deck you want. So if you're like a, a, a skater already and you just want to like electrify your deck, almost any skateboard deck, you could just buy this drive and bolt it right on there because it has a standard skateboard mounting holes. Very cool. Okay, so it's called Mellow the Endless Ride. Yeah. And how much does this one cost? Uh, this is actually, I think, the most expensive one. When I backed it on Kickstarter, it, I, it was around $1,100 for this entire thing. If you want to get this whole thing now, I think it's, gosh, it's pushing close to $1,600 or $1,700. Wow. Okay. Uh, and they're a German company, so they're, they are very big on you know German engineering, and, and they make their boards in Germany. Uh, the thing that's also kind of distinct about this one is that the motors are actually in the wheels themselves. So there's no, you'll notice you don't see, unlike the Z-Board, you don't see a motor mounted and then a belt. Uh, this one has two motors, so it's two-wheel drive, and they're both inside these wheels. Let's check this one. Let's see what this one rides like. So as opposed to the Z-Board where you have the pads on the front, what's the control mechanism yeah, so, here? Uh, this is a more traditional, for an electric skateboard, it just has a handheld remote here, and the remote has a single button to power it on and then to switch between the different modes. It's got, they call their modes Rookie, Eco, Pro, and Endless. And Endless is actually pretty interesting. Unfortunately, they haven't, it's not quite ready yet. They're gonna push it in a software update. So this, this board is actually over-the-air updatable. And Endless mode is, is a mode where you put it in that mode, you don't even need the remote. You can use the remote to brake but you kick it up to speed and it, the motors will just keep you going at whatever speed you kick up to. Wow, okay, so this one, you're not controlling it with your feet at all. Right, yeah, it's entirely what about with steering? a remote. You're not, are you steering with your you're feet? steering the same way you would with any skateboard, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, got it. All right, let's see this one. This is the Mellow. So Tim's got in his right hand the small remote control. It looks like maybe a Fire TV stick remote and it slides back and forth against itself, he said. Okay, so here he goes with the Mellow. He's controlling it with his right hand, and there it goes. Okay, wow. Okay, so this this one looks like it might even be faster than the Z-Board, Tim. Yeah, so the Mellow's top speed is about 25 miles an hour, so it is the, the fastest of the boards that I have. There are some electric skateboards that will go even faster than that. Uh, personally, I think I would be terrified to take it up much above about 20 miles an hour, um, <laughs> but this one is capable of going up to 25, yeah. Okay, so for somebody who just wanted to get started with this, uh, is there one board you'd recommend other than what you have, or is one of the boards that you're showing here here a good starter electric skateboard? Oh, that's a good question. It really depends on your price range. You know, there these are all sort of like near the top end of, of prices. There, there are some that get even more expensive up to like $2,000. Uh, but if you're looking to just kind of get into it, dip your toes into it, there are some cheaper boards. Um, oh, I can't remember the names of them. Oh, Acton. It's, it's, it looks like it's spelled action, but it's without the I. It's A-C-T-O-N. They make a, a handful of boards that are very affordable and have an okay reputation uh, and you can even some of them you can even pick up at like a Best Buy or a Walmart depending on where you are. So of these three boards that we've looked at here today which is your everyday board which is your, your go-to the one that you know if you know you've got to jump on the bus and you've got maybe a, a seven or eight block walk or ride after you get off the bus which is the one you use? Uh, you know I don't know so the, the funny thing is while I backed the Z-Board 
2 in January 2015 and the Mellow in May of 2015. I actually only just recently got all three within like a one month span of each other. And so I haven't actually had all of them long enough to really have like a single go-to, but it's been, um, I'd say it really depends on like how many hills you have, what's the weather like too, because uh, the Z-Board 2 is not really weatherproof. Uh, and the Mellow, while it is waterproof, you wouldn't want to take a you know, board with traditional skateboard wheels out onto wet pavement would be pretty dangerous. So, you know, if wet weather, the one wheel's the go-to. It's got a fender. It's got a single large wide wheel so it can take, you know, wet roads really well. It really just kind of depends. Yeah. You know, that's why I like having all three. I, I got to say, I, of all of them, just watching you do this, I, I like the concept behind the Z-Board the best, the idea that it's using your own weight. I think the idea of, with the Mellow, having a remote control in your hand, it just feels a little bit like you're separating yourself from the sure. experience. It's not as, it's not as intuitive. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's funny, though, because in the, in sort of the electric skateboarding community, the Z-Board, by some people, is kind of looked down on because they, they, they view that, that sort of foot pad thing as, as goofy and, like, a, and a hard thing to do. And people, a lot of people kind of prefer the idea of a remote. But, yeah, I, I think that that's people who haven't actually ridden it. You know, once you actually get on and you ride it, it's, it's, it is really intuitive. Yeah, that's great. All right, Tim Ellis, thank you very much for sharing this with us. Is there some place people can go to follow you? And also, I know that you have a, a like a price and feature comparison tool for the boards, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm on Twitter. It's the underscore Tim, and I do have a website. It's sort of a, a very simple, single, single-purpose website that has just a big comparison table with a whole lot of the electric boards that are available. It's called evbeat.com. Got it. And I'll also link to that from the show notes on geekwire.com. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. Uh, uh, Andrew Edwards, as we said, could not be here this week. But if you want to follow the show, just go to youtube.com slash gear live for the live streams of the show. You can also uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your audio programs. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. You're listening to Geared Up on GeekWire. Thanks for listening to Geared Up, the weekly tech and gadget podcast. Check out more of Andrew's reviews at youtube.com slash gear live and follow all of our coverage at geekwire.com.